0: failure side, the failure side. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, God, just for this opportunity, Father God. I don't take it lightly, God. I just pray, God, in Jesus' name, that you just speak to me, speak through me, Father God. Give me a right now word for your people, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that your word will come forth with clarity, with love, with power, and with anointing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so again, once, once again, uh, my, the title of today. Is the failure side. Uh, I just want to first just kind of tell you guys a little bit about myself. Um, my name is, like he said, Sergio Perez. <laughs> I'm uh, one of the new ministers here at Kingdom. Um, I'm uh, married, and me and my wife we've been together for married for eight years. Uh, in this August, we'll be married for eight years. And uh, yeah, it's as as pastor would say, that's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Jesus. Peter, Paul, <laughs> um, but we're only 25 years old, for, so for us to be together for that long, it's, just, it's, it's miraculous, you know, you know what I mean, but uh, we're married, we got, we got three kids, uh, well, I got my son right here supporting me, he wanted to see me today, so I got my son here, that's Sergio Jr., I got, uh, we got two other kids, little Mercy, my daughter, she's, uh, she's beautiful, she's a brat, she's crazy, and she's the middle child, so pray for me on that one. And then also we got um, little Josiah. I got a, a little newborn, five-month-old Josiah. He's just so cute and, and fat and, and just, just white. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> but he's a, he's a cutie, though. <laughs> and uh, like I said, though, um, you know, just uh, one of the new ministers here, and, I, man, I don't take this lightly at all that, I'm even standing up here preaching to you guys because I never, I never would have imagined this. You know what I mean? I, I came to this church just wanted, wanted to get myself right. You know what I mean? And, and now just to have the opportunity to, to, to be up here and speak to you guys and try to help somebody. Even if I reach one person tonight, that's all I care about. Amen. But yeah, so a little bit about me. Um, I just want to kind of get comfortable with you guys real quick. Is that all right? I just want to really get comfortable with you guys, tell you a little bit about my testimony, tell you about where, where I came from. Um, so I want to take you back to May 7, 2011. Exactly. This is, this is the exact date that my life uh, changed forever. Um, May 7, 2011, uh, it was, we were at a, we were, it was actually are we me and my wife, we are watching um, a Manny Pacquiao fight. And, um. There was this dude that we have been having problems with. Uh, my, my brother really been having problems with this guy. And uh, I almost said the guy's name. Jesus, help me. Um, but there was this guy that my brother had problems with uh, going up to this day. And, um, what, you know, we were, we we're at my sister's house just drinking, um, smoking. Like I said, this is my B.C. days, so I just want to remind you guys that real quick. <laughs> so this was before I was walking with Christ, of course. Uh but we you know we we're hanging out, drinking, smoking, whatever, and um, out of nowhere, you know, somebody came up with a bottle of Jose Cuervo. Everybody know what Jose Cuervo is, right? Tequila, okay. <laughs> but how you guys know that much? Somebody's yelling too, Jesus. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, I just had that. <laughs> no, but um so yeah, with that that night though, uh we're drinking, smoking, whatever, you know, and um, th- this night, this, this guy had been, he was threatening my brother that he was going to kill my brother. He was saying, you know, all uh, he, he was even chasing, he, he, there was times that he was watching my brother, like stalking my brother and stuff, and just doing, doing the most, you know, and, and this is how it is. I want you to follow me a little bit here. So, this guy was my, my brother's new girlfriend's ex-boyfriend, okay? So, my brother's new wife's baby daddy. And this guy, he... Uh, he had, like I said, he was threatening to kill my. He was threatening to kill my brother. Then he even took it as far. My brother just got this new girl pregnant, so he said, uh, "I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna kill your baby that's not even born yet. I'm gonna kill everybody." He was saying he was gonna kill everybody in the family. And back in the day, um, whoever, it, well, I was gonna say whoever knew me, but nobody knew me in this building, thank God, except for my wife. But when I heard all this, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's what you think, huh?" I said, "Okay, so." I was, you know, that night, we, like I said, drinking whatever, I said, this is the night, this is the day that the Lord has made, (laughs) we're gonna, we're gonna take care of this tonight, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so I, uh, man, I, 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 I said, you know what, I'm gonna take care of this dude tonight, and we ended up going to this dude's house, and, um, we, we went by his house, and I was trying to get him to come out. I'm, we're, uh, we're, I'm driving by, and my, uh, this is my first mistake, first of all. Number one, like I said, my wife was with me. So I went to go take care of this guy, but I had my wife with me, okay? So that's m- mistake number one. And uh, so we're going by, whatever, you know, um, and, and for some reason, she starts throwing beer bottles at this guy's car. And, um, you know, I tried to tell her stop. She didn't want to. I said okay. <laughs> and... Um, but she was throwing beer bottles at the car, uh, her right there. So before you judge me, <laughs> before you judge me, you got to judge her, too, because she was in it. Um, <laughs> but so she was throwing beer bottles at, outside the window, and we, we passed by. He didn't come out, so I made a U-turn, and I started throwing beer bottles out the window, too. And finally, this, this gentleman came out. And... Um, once I see him come out, I'm like, all right, here we go. It's on now. You know, this is the day that I've been waiting for right here. So I, had, I got out of my car, and I said, uh, you know, I'm just going to go fight the dude, teach him a lesson real quick. I tried to go up to the dude, wanted to square with him, and he didn't, he didn't want to see me like that, you know. <laughs> just like, no, but he didn't want to fight. So I was like, uh, uh, we, we were just talking trash, whatever, you know, and um, I was trying to get in his face, about to fight him, whatever. And then um, I seen another guy come out which happened to be his brother, and then I seen a few more guys come out. I didn't know who it was, but I was like, okay, things just got real, you know? So <laughs> while they were all coming out, though, I had, one of them um, happened to have a gun with them. So they're coming out uh, of the house, and they're like, oh, yeah, what's up, man, you know? And I'm like, oh, oh okay, hold up. So I went, and um, <laughs> and this day I I, had, I was always strapped, you know what I mean? I was like, I was out, I mean, I was out selling drugs. I was gangbanging robbing folks I was doing everything you know what I mean so I was I had my my own gun of course and um, I went back to the car I was like hold up went back to my car real quick grab grab my gun and and I remember I, I cocked it and I was I was just this is it just messes me up when I think about this because I was just ready the way I was the mindset I was in at that time I was just ready just to turn and just start shooting at everybody right there and I thank God, and I don't it was just crazy how it happened, but but my wife, she actually touched me. she was like, "Babe, what are you doing?" And I kind of snapped out of it. I was like, "Hold up." Like, and then this is my second mistake right here, biggest mistake of all time. She said, "Babe, we have our son in the car." I said, and when I, when I, I look back at him and, and he's there asleep. this is ten days after his first birthday, he just turned one years old. This is ten days after that. And I look back at him, I'm like, hold up, what, you know, what, what am I, what am I doing? Like, this is crazy. I, every time I went and did something, I was by myself, you know, but to have my wife and my son, like, this is, what am I thinking? You know, so I, I was, I told him, I kind of like tried to talk to the guys, like, hold up, man, I'll be back for you guys, you know, stay right here, let me go take my family home. <laughs> 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 that, that wasn't supposed to be funny, but... <laughs> i said i said hold up you know let me let me take my family home real quick time out <laughs> and i got i got back in the car and they were like Nah, man nah, no nah, let's go you know like you're here let's let's do this and i'm like um okay um so i get in the car and i'm like nah you know i'm gonna take them home let's just get out of here like this is crazy already so i got in my car and they they got in their car started chasing us and we're we're going fast through the neighborhoods and stuff. This happened right here, uh, 67th and and like Thomas. This was like in neighborhoods. If anybody's familiar with that area, it's neighborhoods right there. So I'm uh, we end up going and stuff. We're we're, we're driving, and um, these we we hear gunshots and we're like, oh my gosh, like dang, they're they're shooting at us. You know what I mean? So, um, I, the first thing, of course, I'm like, well, let's shoot back. You know and at the time, um, I went to go grab my gun, and I've seen that I felt my gun was missing. I'm like, hold up now. Where's my gun at? And I see my, my wife, she has my gun. I'm like, hold up, what are you doing? And she's yelling out the window, though, first. She's, like, crying, like, please stop, please stop. Like, we have our son. They didn't care. They didn't want to hear none of that. They start, they keep shooting. So she, she grabs the gun and starts shooting back. And uh, which, I mean, anybody would, I, I think. I don't know. Maybe that was just us. But <laughs> even today, I think I probably still would shoot back at somebody shooting at me. But um, so she starts shooting back and stuff. And, and, man, I'm trying to make this story so so short because it's such a long story. Just want to real quick, too, man. This whole this whole thing lasted about two years. So uh, I, I'm just trying to really make this story uh, short. But, but we end up going um, – and I end up hitting this corner, whatever, and the dude, uh, he was, like, trying to shoot at us while he was taking the corner, and he ended up crashing his car. And he crashed his car into a light pole. Boom, we get away. We're, we're off. We're going home. I'm like, cool, man. Like, dang, that was crazy, but, man, we're done. You know what I mean? It's, it's over with, whatever. We get home. I just remember taking my shirt off and uh, roll something up and <laughs> – <laughs> And um, I, I get a beer, and I'm like, I'm like man, I just want to chill. Like, this is crazy, you know? And I remember I just started drinking my beer, and then out of nowhere, um, I heard doo-doo-doo-doo at my door. I heard somebody knocking. I'm like, oh, this joker done came. sick found me, you know? I'm like, what the heck? So I went, um, and, and I got my gun, of course. I went and got my gun, and I, and I go to the peephole, and I'm like, ah, oh, hold on. That's not him. It was two cops at my front door. I was like, okay, what happened, you know? And um, so I, I went and hid my gun. I'm like, and I opened the door to them. I'm like, hey, man, I know why you guys are here, you know? Like, like, I don't got nothing to hide. I was in self defense, just let me tell my story. They're like, hold up, man, your name's Sergio, right? I'm like, yeah, that's me. Like, I know why you're here. And he's like, uh, they said, well, what kind of, you, let, let us see your vehicle. I had a White and Paul at the time. They said, let us see your vehicle. I'm like, all right, cool. I take them to my, my garage. And then they start walking toward me. I opened up my garage, and there was about 30 cop cars just outside of my house. And I'm like what? like, what the heck happened? And I opened the garage, and about six cops are coming towards me. They're like, yeah, that's the car. And they just rushed me right there immediately. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, what's going on? You know, they didn't give me no time, no nothing to, to say anything. My wife comes out, holding my son at the time that's only one years old, just crying, like, hold on, like, what's going on? They, four cops grab her, tackle her, throw her to the ground with my son. So they had to pick my son up. They put him on the bed, whatever. And me and my wife are just like, man, what is going on? You know, hold on. Let us tell our story. We're, we're, we're somewhat innocent. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 and so I'm, I'm just up, uh, over there like, you know, let, let us tell our story. They, didn't, they weren't trying to hear that though. And um, sure enough, you know, they, they end up taking us to jail. And we get to jail. And they said, uh, uh, the whole time, like, babe, we're going home tomorrow. Like, it's going to be okay. We're going to be all right, you know. Then they showed us, uh, they, they, writ us uh, they written up our, um, our charges. And I had four felonies. And one of the felonies was a, a class two. I don't know if anybody knows about any classes, but a class two, the only thing worse than that is a class one, which is killing somebody. So they had me uh, stuck, me and my wife stuck with uh, class twos, uh, I had two Class three aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, drug charges, just, just crazy stuff, you know. And I'm like, oh, man, like, okay, maybe we ain't going home tomorrow, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay, well, you know, let, let's see what happens, you know. And um, we, so we, we, I end up going, we, we stay there. We end up staying there for about three, four months, just locked up, me and her, there three, four months. Our son, in the meantime, is going through all of this. You know what I mean? Going, he's with my mom, just, um, just, it's just, it was just crazy. And um, we end up, though, a, uh uh we ended up getting out somehow. I wish I could share all that, but I really can't. But we ended up kind of getting out, but I was, that's when I was on an ankle bracelet, and that's when I came to, to kingdom. I was on an ankle bracelet, came to kingdom. The only place I was allowed to go was kingdom and home. And so whenever I, I came, I came to church the first time, I, the, I remember hearing pastors say, uh, that he was looking at 7 to 21 years and all this. I'm like, wow. And when I was in there, though, uh, they, they had told me, uh, my, they, they were like, you know, you guys got $150,000 to bail you guys out. And I was like, okay, you know. And my, my mom and dad, they were like, man, we're going to try to come up with that for you guys, you know. And I'm like, man, whatever you do, just get her out. And little did I know, she's telling them the same thing. Whatever you do, get Sergio out. And I'm like, um, and I told them, you know what, you're not going to get none of us out. Nobody's going to come up with that money. Let's just, uh, you know, get me a lawyer. So they end up getting me a lawyer, whatever. My lawyer comes and sees me and tells me, hey, you're looking at 7 to 21 years in prison. And I said, okay. Um, I was like, all right, cool. You know, I hired this guy. I'm like, dang. And then uh, he comes back t- about two weeks later, and I had just got indicted. With And they brought, what that means, they brought up more charges on me. So at this time then, when he came to see me, they just threw on me um, a drive-by shooting. And because anything moving out, of, shooting out of a movie vehicle that's considered drive-by whatever, I'm like, oh, crap. Like, So now they, they threw about three other charges on me, so I had seven felonies on me at this time. He comes back and tells me, hey, your charges are being stacked. Now you're looking at 21 to 35 years. And mind you, I'm 20 years old at this time. You know, I'm just like, oh, my goodness, like how, what am I going to do, you know? So I'm like, whatever. The only thing I can do is give this to God. I literally, in jail, gave myself to God right there, started reading the Bible, started just uh, just praying to him and everything, and, and it was just crazy. So, long story short though, man, we, we keep going, we're going through, tr- we're, we're about to go to trial, and the, the, the prosecutor, he said that I would never give you a plea, I'll never give you guys a plea, I want you to prove your innocence in front of, in front of the jury. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, and then, but long story short, like I said, uh, about two weeks before trial started, Out of nowhere, my lawyer calls me. He's like, hey, man, I got a plea for you. And going up to this, I was praying like, God, if you give me two years, God, even three years, I'll take it and, and, you know, and I'll be thankful, God. And so my lawyer called me and said, hey, I got a plea for you, man. It's an open plea. This is what it is. It's two years in prison. It's two to five and a half years in prison. Whatever the judge wants to give you, that's on her. So I'm like, okay, you know, he's like, you need to come in and sign this because they're trying to bring up another charge on you. They're trying to bring up a, a, a methamphetamine charge. They found something like that on me. And um, they said, that's automatically five years, so you got to hurry up and take this plea. So I'm like, okay, you know, I got to hurry up. And let, let's do this. So I ended up going, uh, that, that night, I'm about to go to sleep, and I just start crying out to God. I'm like, man, by God, I asked you for that, but, man, I don't really want to go to prison. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Jesus, like. I'm like, God, you know, but nevertheless, let your will be done, God. You know, nevertheless, it's whatever you want from me, God. And, and that night, uh, I, I, just, I was just thanking him for, for the plea. And that night, I heard clear as day. I, I was in my room alone. We were separated at the time because we couldn't be together and, um, because of legal situations. But uh, that night, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said that. He said, that's not from me. He said that plea, that, that wasn't from him. So he st- so I start, you know, I'm like, man, well, I can't take it. I call my lawyer the next day. I'm like, bro, I'm not going to be in there. I'm not going to take the plea. My lawyer's, like, tripping out, like, dude, you got to come up here and take it. Like, you're crazy. I'm like, no, nah, man, I can't do it. So I didn't take it. And the, the prosecutor, he said, well, you know, there goes your plea. That was your only chance. we are set to go to court. Uh, you're set for trial 30 days. I said, okay. Three days before trial, my lawyer calls me again and says, hey, I got another plea for you. I'm like, okay, all right, what is it now, you know? He said, it's an open plea, but now this time it's from probation to three and a half years in prison. I said, man, I'm signing it, I'll be there right now. And I went down there and signed it, about a week, two weeks later, go to court, they dropped every single charge. I had seven felonies on me. (laughs) These people. (laughs) These people dropped every single felony, every single charge. They stuck me with a baggie. Not even the stuff that was in this baggie. They stuck me with a baggie. And they gave me, I walked out of there two and a half years of probation, and now I'm here. (laughs) Amen. But I just wanted to share my testimony just so you guys know where I'm coming from, just so you guys know exactly who I am. But I want to get, let's read the scripture one more time, okay? Luke. Uh, twenty-two, thirty-one to 34, it says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. I'm reading for the NIV version, sorry. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. Now a little bit of background is on this. Of course, this is Jesus. Uh, this is Jesus talking right here, and he's he's predicting that Peter would deny him. And um, this is after Peter, you know, has been walking with him. This is after Peter has been discipled by him. This is after Peter uh, even walked on water with Jesus. This is after Peter even that Jesus changed his name from, from Simon to Peter. And I, I I kind of believe though, you know, like I don't think that Jesus really wanted to change Peter. Or change who Peter was, but I think he wanted, what he was trying to do is change the way that Peter viewed himself. Amen. So he says, uh, so yeah, this is after, after all that, verse 31 says, 31, Simon, Simon. Now he goes back to calling him Simon, like I said, after he already changed his name. But I believe like pastor says, you know, uh, everybody has two sides to us. Or, or or two there's two two people in all of us, but I believe that we we all do have two sides to us as well, you know. And I believe that Peter had a a strong side, but he also had a weak side. So when he's saying, uh, Simon Simon, I believe he was referring to the weak side of Peter. And Jesus Jesus was yeah talking to the weak side and and uh, or or also what what I was saying this to the failure side of Peter, and uh. Verse 31, I mean, 32, real quick. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. When you have, when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. And, um, and you know, th- through all this, though, we all know how the story ends. He ends up, of course, uh, denying Jesus. Ultimately, he, he, he did fail. He did fail Jesus, you know. But, um, again, 32, it says, this is where I'm trying to go. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And, you know, a lot of people say, you know, that, well, why did, why did Peter still fail? If, if Jesus was praying for him, why did he still deny him? But this is what, the part that we missed and I even missed, and when I studied this, I was like, oh, okay, this is what makes sense. He said that I prayed that your faith wouldn't fail. Jesus, know, Jesus knew he was going to deny him, but he still wanted him to hold on to his faith. Amen. Which brings me to my first point. Real quick, I want to give you three, three points, three things that we can learn from Peter's story. Number one, real quick, we have, to, we have to have faith. Simple as that. It's elementary. Everybody knows that. But that's my first point. We have to have faith. No matter what happens, no matter what we're going through, we got to have faith. Through all this, you know, uh, we were going, me and my wife going through hell. I mean, we went from, from being separated for a good almost two years, fighting our case. And she has a whole another testimony that one day she'll be able to share with you guys. But she ended up having to go to prison. And, and, you know, all my charges got dropped and everything, but, you know, we had the same testimony, but hers was a little bit different. But through all that, we, we, we had to keep our faith. And even when, when people were telling me negative things, you know, I remember going back when I was in jail and showing the, the OGs, if you would, in there, you know, the people that have been through this kind of stuff, they were like, man, like, dude, you're, you're done. You're at least going to get 10 to 15 years at least if you don't get the full 21, you know. But, I, but, I would, but like I said, I gave myself to God and I really just started believing, believing in God and started one scripture that, that really, that when I read it, it, stuck to me and it still sticks to me. One of my favorite scriptures of all time is uh, Luke 18, 27. And it says, uh, what's, what's impossible with man is possible for God. So I began to really hold on to that. You know, I'm like, maybe, maybe my lawyer can't get me out of this, but I know God can. I know, you know what I mean? Maybe I can't get myself out of this for sure. But I know if it's God's will, if it's, if it's his plan, he can. And another scripture that I began to really, uh, that, that, that God put on my heart was Philippians 4.13, of course. We can do all things through Christ, Christ who strengthens us. So I began to really hold tight to that. You know, I'm like, whatever, you know, yeah, this is uncomfortable, of course. You know what I mean? This is crazy. But at the end of the day, man, God literally just gave me strength through it all, me and my wife. You know, even, even my, my son, man. One years old, you know, he didn't know what was going on, but I believe God strengthened all of us. Real quick, uh, rest of uh, verse 32, and we'll go into my next point. Rest of verse 32 says, that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. When you, turn, when you have turned back, but what, what, did, what did he turn away from? You know, that, that's kind of what I was thinking. What, what did he turn away from? But I believe that before Peter preached on Pentecost, he needed to, to experience failure in the courtyard. Before Peter could go, could go uh, be a powerful leader, he needed to experience some kind of failure. Amen? And so, you know, one of the things that I would, when I was studying and when I was getting this message together, this is what the Holy Spirit was kind of dropping on me. And it was, uh, do we make mistakes or do they make us? Or, or is, uh, is failure in, in identity... Or is failure an event? And also, he said, uh, Simon, Simon, you're going, he, he, he was telling him, you know, hold on to your faith and everything. But Simon, you're going to fail, but, but you're not a failure. You know, Simon, you're, you're going to fall, but, but get back up. You know, this is what Jesus was trying to tell, was trying to tell Peter at this time. And I, so I believe, you know, failure is something that happened, but it's not who he was. And that's what I'm here to tell you guys today. Anybody that might be going through something similar to this, maybe, maybe you're in, uh, you know, just been seeing failure. Maybe you've been, you're just down. Maybe you're new to this church thing. You know what I mean? That We never know who's sitting, who's sitting here when we're up here preaching. There could be somebody in here just say, you know, I'm, I just want to give this church thing a try today. So maybe you're in here saying that, you know. And what I want to tell you is if, anytime you fall, get back up. That's plain and simple. Another thing, you know, failure, whether it moves you forward or it paralyzes you. Whether it releases your potential in Christ has everything to do with who or what you, you will turn to next. You know, I had to trust God. I, I, I really, I had, to, I had to trust God's plan in this all. Um, I'm sorry, you know, I want to go back real quick. I, I want to just give you guys my, my second point. And my second point is that we have to trust in God's plan for us. No matter what, no matter what we're going through, like I said, you know, we got to hold tight to God has a plan for our lives. And so, again, like I was saying, I had to trust God's plan. I didn't know what was going to happen. I I didn't know if I was going to go do 21 to 35 years. But at the end of the day, I was just trusting in God. At the end of the day, I had to just hold on to his word, and I knew that his word was true. So I just had to keep on just holding on to everything that he was even speaking into me. And that's what I'm saying to you guys too, man. We have to hold on to the, to the plans that God has for our lives. Amen. Another thing, you know, I was, when I was studying this, I was kind of thinking to myself, I never really verbally denied Jesus. You know, you might be in here, you maybe you're like, I never denied Jesus. You know what I mean? But, but to me, it's like, it's like this. Whenever you go off on somebody or whenever you want to uh, hit somebody, you know, you hear that voice telling you, don't do that. You hear that voice telling you, just walk away, whatever it might be, you know? And you end up going through with it on your own, though you end up hitting this person. (laughs) To me, that's that's kind of a level of, of denial right there. Because we might have just denied God's plan for our life. You don't know, man, people are crazy nowadays. You don't know, you hit somebody, people don't fight anymore. People shoot nowadays. You know what I mean? And another thing, you hit somebody, in the wrong spot. You, you do something, you know what I mean? You could kill that person right there and go to prison for the rest of your life. And there ain't nothing that anybody can say or do. It's, it's done. You know, so in that way, that's, that's how we can, we can uh, kind of deny, deny God's plan for our life. Number three, though, I want to give you three, three uh, things that we can learn from Peter. Number three is we need to learn how to turn regret into wisdom. Regret into wisdom. Because God can use our failures to show his power, and I'm living proof of that, man. Everything that I went through, everything, everything that I used to do back in the days, I used to rob people. You know what I mean? But through all that, man, he was, he's still using me. I'm just, man, I'm just, I'm just really in awe of, of what God is doing. I'm just in awe of what God just continues to do in my life and, and even through me, but but Jesus told Peter, your faith may, may falter, but, but don't lose it, you know? And, and we all know how, how, how Peter's life ended up going on. Later, he, his, his faith, or, or him in a way, he got renewed, and he became a powerful leader. Out of, all, out of the twelve disciples, there was one disciple betrayed him, another denied him. They were both bad. I think everybody could agree they were both bad. They were both almost about the same. But the difference that they had, the, 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 the reason why their fates became different was because one repented. At the end of the day, Judas didn't, didn't repent. He went and, and killed himself. We know how that story went. But uh, Peter repented, and that's how he began to be, to be a powerful leader, you know. And uh, Pastor always say, says, you know, if you're going to fail, fail trying. And what I'm here just to tell you guys today, all I'm saying today is if you're going to fail, fail forward. When you hit that spot of weakness, just know it's, pre- it's preparation for strength. Our breaking point at times could could can release our potential, and that's what I'm that's what I'm living proof of. My breaking point, everything that I went through, it's ultimately it, it brought me here. Because if I would have never experienced failure, if I would have never experienced <laughs> letdown, if I would have never experienced anything like that, man, I probably wouldn't be here. But God knew what He had to do to get my attention. And I always tell people this, sometimes your rock bottom is what will make you. Your rock bottom is what will eventually lead you to Christ because, man, we all know the only way, when you're on your back, the only way to look is up. (laughs) And uh, like I said, man, I'm just really just in awe of God, the way he wants to, the way he just kept me. You know, there's been times I was just sharing with one of my friends just the other day, there was times that I was about to be, uh, I was literally walking into a setup when I was out there selling drugs. Literally walking into a setup, man. And, um, and God kept me, though. God kept me from that all. And I don't know, maybe to you guys, that's not everything. But, man, to me, shh, I'm just like, God, thank you for everything that even that I didn't see. Amen. I'm gonna, I just wanna close with this. Um, like I said, you know, I'm living proof to to this word alone. You know, I failed, but but my failure didn't make me. I failed, but but I got back up. I repented I learned from my mistakes, and so can you. Amen. That's all I wanted to share with you guys tonight, man. I was trying, I'm trying to be, I was trying to be fast. I was trying to be fast. I hope you guys enjoyed enjoy yourself. Like I said, I'm just so thankful for this opportunity. I'm thankful for my pastors even. They believed in me whenever I didn't believe in myself. Man, I literally would not be here today if it wasn't for that man and woman of God, pastors Reginald or Callie still. If they wouldn't take the time that they took to pour into me, if my wife, my wife, my, I just told her the other day, she's my biggest fan. Because whenever I'm like, man, you know what, I I can't do this. I don't have, I don't, I never, I don't, I I didn't go to Bible college. You know what I mean? I'm I'm like, gee, I want to go preach. I want to go teach. I want to disciple people. But at the end of the day, I, I feel like I can't because, because of my background. But like I said earlier, fail forward. Whenever we, we, even the Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. And I'm living proof of that. With that being said, if we if everybody could just bow their heads and close their eyes, there might be somebody in here today saying, "You know what? I, I'm I kind of been through similar situations. I've fallen. I want to get back up, or even, you know what? I want to."